This is Draft Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock band Humphreys McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreys, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahemia. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode where I gave a complete rundown of all the musical happenings when Umphreys McGee took the drive-in show idea for a spin on September 5th and 6th at Seat Geek Stadium in Bridgeview, Illinois. There is a link in the show notes where you can check that out if you like. And in case you missed the show the weeks leading up to last week's episode, make sure you go back and check out the first-hand recounts of the drive-in show experience from a few different perspectives with my conversations with Ryan Stasek, Umphreys McGee manager Kevin Browning, Umphreys Cordell and Tammy, and Umphreys road merch manager Sam Sutton. Some really great conversations with some really awesome folks. There are also links in the show notes where you can watch or give those a listen if you'd like. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, sweet prints, or sells other interesting products that you think peeps would like to purchase? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umphreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that can make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Or perhaps you're looking to hire some cool people to work with. Let Dropped Among This Crowd help you get the word out. With interviews on the show and sponsorship packages that include ad time on the podcast, ticket giveaways, social media plugs, product reviews, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd can help you reach tons of fellow umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks looking to purchase from you, work with you, and support their fellow ump family. Email droppedamongthiscrowdpod at gmail.com if you're interested in chatting more. This week, I am very pleased to welcome to the show Grady Doyle, or as friends call him, Grady Cat. Grady stops by to commemorate the 10-year anniversary of the orange umph love logo that there's no doubt you've seen. In case you didn't know, these stickers made their debut on September 24th, 2010 at Minglewood Hall in Memphis, Tennessee. Grady and I chat about that and how the whole idea started. He shares a very cool story about the Umph Love sticker on Jake's guitar, gives us an exclusive scoop on some rad things to come with the logo on it, and so much more. It was so cool to hear the history of this amazing little logo that has just come to mean so much to us Umphreaks. Thank you so much to Grady for your time. It was so much fun getting to chat with you and learning more about this 
awesome thing that you created. So here's my conversation with Grady Cat. So why don't yep, yep. we start with you uh, just telling everybody a little bit about yourself? <clears throat> okay. Hello, hello, everyone. I am Grady. Um, people call me Grady Cat on the UM scene. <laughs> um, I'm 34 years old. I've been seeing Humphreys for almost 20 years. Yeah. Getting close to 20 years. 15 years, I guess. I had to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm pretty simple. That's, that's me. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, so, go ahead. Oh, no, I was waiting on you. Sorry. Oh, no, it's okay. Uh, when was your first Umphreys show? Um, first time I saw Umphreys was March 7th of 2005. Wow. Um, it was in a really, really small 400-person venue in Nashville. Um, like, you can imagine 400 people squeezed in a little tiny room. Uh, it was pretty epic. Oh, I bet. It's hard to imagine 400 people squeezed into a room presently. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I, I would be about it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, before your first show, were you? did you know of their music or how were you introduced to Umphreys? <laughs> you know, I I really wasn't too much introduced to their music before I saw them. I was slightly familiar with the jam scene uh maybe like fish or mo or something like that but i wasn't like huge into that kind of music and kind of went on a whim me and a couple of friends heard there was this really cool band playing in nashville and we we lived in memphis so it was about a three-hour drive and we just kind of went on a whim and uh literally changed my life <laughs> um blew, blew my mind uh seeing them and uh I continued to see them, I think, five more times that year. Wow. Um, was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> uh, so you were hooked right away. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. What kind of With music were you into before that? Um, I, when I, in high school, I listened to um, like Tool and 311. Uh, that was mostly my concert going uh, experiences were like 311 and Tool. They were the two bands that I'd seen the most live. Um, but I liked, you know, just I, I liked mostly, you know, rock, classic rock, uh, alternative. I was into mostly those kind of music. Um, nope. Not really any jam bands uh, filtered in there too much. So it's not surprising that you got into Umphreys. <laughs> No, no, not at all. <laughs> they you, just rock, you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, you know, it's sometimes it's hard for me to kind of put them in the jam band category. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I don't really kind of put them there. I put them more in a progressive rock category. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, it it took me a while to learn that too because when you when you're young and you're like what kind of music is it you're like oh it's a jam band it's a jam band and then more and more and more listening you're like no it's they're not really a jam band but <laughs> i guess you know you can I call it what you will 
Well, I think it's just because of their style of music that it gets lumped into there. And just because of like the time period is that there's not really a lot of, I mean, there is other progressive rock bands, of course, but yeah. not, you know, like that's, I think that's why they kind of get lumped in there is because, you know, so they if do you take, jam, if but. you take, for instance, like I brought one of my friends to the show in Atlanta and it was like his second time seeing him. The first time was in 2006 and he like doesn't really follow him or listen to him very much. And he was like, how much of this is improv? Oh my God. Like, cause, cause of their songs, you really, if you don't know them, you, you would think as a, as a beginner, they're like, Oh wow. They're just making all this up. Like, like this is crazy. But as you learn more and more of their songs, you're like, okay, I, I recognize this. This is okay. This is just a, uh, you know, you, you kind of learn more about it as you go on, I feel like. Absolutely. And there's a lot to learn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So you were going to mention Bonnaroo 2005. Yeah, that was my first festival really ever. And that was the whole reason I went was because of Umphreys McGee. And uh, that kind of opened a whole world to... Um, a bunch of other stuff as well. Oh yeah. Uh, ba- uh, other bands and just the whole scene in general kind of just blew up for me at that point and just went full throttle. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, thought. And then Summer Camp uh, 2006 um, was the first time seeing Mo actually. Uh, Humphreys McGee brought me to that festival and it was actually like a Mo festival. Um mm-hmm. And really just opened the door for that band. Like I've seen them close to a hundred times and they're, they're definitely one of my favorite bands as well. Me too. I love um, Mo. Being from Buffalo, New York, it's, it's easy oh, to absorb right all the Mo. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you said that because I've never heard anybody say that they found Mo through Umphreys. Usually it's the other way around. So it's yep, very interesting exactly. that you said that. Mhm. Yep. And and a lot of for some reason Mo gets a lot of hate from the Umphrey scene. Uh, of some people are like, "Oh, Mo, blah blah blah," and vice versa. Kind of the the, the hardcore Mo fans will like sit on the rail at summer camp and not walk over and watch Umphreys <laughs> mm-hmm. just because they're like, "No, nah, we're gonna we're gonna." I'm like, "Okay, I'll I'll hold my spot. I'll be back." <laughs> uh, yeah. So what is your current Umphrey show count? Um, after Atlanta was 189. Damn. That's yeah. Impressive. So I was hoping to, I was hoping to hit 200 in 2020. That was, that was my goal. So like after Iceland, I was going to be at 191 and it was going to be pretty easy. I had some shows planned for the summer, but uh, it's okay. It'll be, it'll be next year. Hopefully yeah, other plans. I have number 75 yeah. hanging in the balance, so I understand. <laughs> yeah. It'll happen. It'll just be that much sweeter when we can we can get to a regular show again. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait. You did go to um, Atlanta though. Yes, yes, I did. Yeah, that was that was pretty fun. I I did it right though. I social distance. I didn't I didn't go try to find my friends and seek out and do it, you know, and I stayed in my little zone and wore my mask and 
uh, I was just appreciative that, that we actually got to see that concert. So what do you uh, think about the drive-in show experience? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, uh, I feel like they, that, you know, that was kind of a newer thing that they were doing. So a lot of the people, maybe a lot of the security weren't like working together kind of sort of like, they're just like, okay, tell them this. And then like, uh, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of un, like, for instance, we were standing under our hatchback in our car and it was pouring down rain, like pouring down rain. And they're trying to tell us that we can't stand under our hatchback, that we need to be in our little six foot square. And it's like, dude, really? It's raining. It's it's raining cats and dogs. And you're telling me I have to go stand in the rain. Like, I mean, like they could have been, you know, I don't know. Right. And a little more lenient about the, that. Yeah. And then some, like, you know, I understand like having to have your mask on, like everyone wearing their mask, but like they're being, they're being a little bit, like to like they were just like mask up back going around like like enforcing it and like I just never felt at peace like sitting there like I was always like the security was just walking around like counting how many people are in your square and uh it was just kind of annoying yeah yeah uh, and then and then having to drive in the place and drive out of the place and uh you know I stayed sober for both shows, which that doesn't happen too often, but um, I could see that not being very appealing to some people. For sure. Uh, for sure. Absolutely. And it's probably the best choice to stay sober at, at shows with the drive-in, especially with the weather, the way it was the second night. It was just, oh, it man. wouldn't have been a good it time. Was very, that was very scary too. We uh, We got in like super easy the first night. And we were like, all right, we're going last minute tonight. We're going to go in the last 20 minutes, pull up to our spot. Like, and it was just a complete, oh, it was, it was crazy. Like our phone is telling us to get out of the car and go to a nearby ditch. Like they're like, a, like tornado warnings, like park your car, get out. Like, oh my God, it was scary. That is um, so scary. Yeah. And then the venue not letting us in and it was it like they detoured us to like three different places and we were just like driving around in circles in this line for two hours. <laughs> it was, it was pretty crazy. Wow. But I feel like the, the boys made up for it though. They really did. Yeah. They were uh backwards hat Bayless came out and <laughs> uh, gave us a treat. Absolutely. They made all the, the clusterfuck before worth it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So what is a couple of your favorite venues? Hmm. Um, I really like the Tennessee Theater uh, in Knoxville. Um, that was one of my favorite places. Um, also the Auditorium Theater in Chicago. Mm -hmm. They played New Year's there one year and that place was amazing. I really wish they would sneak another show in that place at some point. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. That's a beautiful venue too. Mm -hmm. So tell me about the whole Umflov thing. How did it start? Okay. Um, well, I used to work at Chick-fil-A and I was a manager there. And um, part of my weekly duties were to call the sticker company and order the no pickle with cheese 
uh, just stickers that we had to use on all the sandwiches. And uh, I, I got really good friends with the people that work there. I called, they're like, Hey, how's it going? You know, like we were on a first name basis at the sticker company. And uh, one day I was just like, what if I wanted to put whatever I want on the stickers? Could y'all do that? They were like, yeah, absolutely. What do you want on there? <laughs> and I was like, Hmm. And so I like asked a few friends of mine and uh, one of my friends, Marion starts actually, she, that we went to a bunch of shows together. She was like, um, love one word, put um, love. And I was like, I thought about it and like one word just wouldn't have worked on the sticker. It works better two words. So that's what I, I went with. And, <clears throat> I just uh, I, I just went out on a whim and bought them, and uh, yeah, after the first first show, they were a hit like immediately. So I bet. When was the first show? Um, I I, I believe it was. Mm, I'm gonna say it was 2010. Yeah, because it's the 10 year thing just came up. So it was at Minglewood in Memphis. They played and 2010. And I saved it for for the hometown show that I that I broke them out on, and uh, I probably only handed out like two or three hundred of them maybe that night because I only bought a thousand the first time. I bought one roll, so I wasn't like going crazy with it. And uh, I would say I probably handed out like two or three hundred of them at the show. The next night they played in Oklahoma. It was like eight and a half hour drive, <laughs> like just like cannonball run all the way to Oklahoma. The next night, Jake had one on his guitar. Like less That's than 24 incredible. hours after busting them out. Like it, I was like, it was, it was amazing. That is out. amazing. I would have freaked out too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just walks like, out and you're like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wait, what is that? And I like got up close and was like, no, like no way, no way. <laughs> And like, I, I don't know if it was just like my excitement from that too, but that was like also like one of my favorite shows. Um, just their, their playing was definitely on point too, but I think I was just high from that. So I just, yeah. I, I listened to that show a bunch. Uh, I re-listened to it. <laughs> That's incredible. That's so awesome. Yeah. So, I mean, did you ever really think that it was going to catch on like this? You just thought it was going to be one thing you made for some friends? No, no, absolutely not. I I continued to uh, to make the stickers for about two, almost three years. Um, just make them. I, they actually took it out of my paycheck directly. Like every time I ordered them, like the, the money would just come out of my paycheck. And I really didn't even notice. It was nice. But um, yeah, the, I... I bought them myself and handed them out and um, more and more people started, started one, you know, saying, Hey, I want these, I want these. And uh, one of my friends is really uh, tech savvy and runs websites and stuff. And he was like, he was like that day, he was like, here you go. Here's your website. I'm like, Whoa, okay. I guess let's, <laughs> let's go with it. <laughs> let's see what happens. And it just kind of took off like crazy. That's awesome. Um, that's incredible. Yeah. What an awesome thing. I mean, it's on so many things now. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. the shirt I'm wearing and you have things in the background. So what has been your favorite thing to see it on? So um, I actually never didn't actually witness it personally. But one time 
they were advertising for a Red Rock show and it was Dead and Company was playing at Boulder and they flew an airplane around Boulder with the fucking unfloved banner on it <laughs> and it said the date for the Red Rocks. That's so I think incredible. That was, my, that was one of the coolest things is like all my friends out there sending me pictures of this airplane flying around with my logo in the air so yeah <laughs> um, wow, that I have goosebumps. The, that's incredible <laughs> yeah that was the coolest thing that i think i've ever seen it on yeah for sure that's incredible <laughs> wow <laughs> yeah yeah they didn't even tell me they were doing that either they i i gave them the the jpeg image of the logo i remember i don't remember who asked me from the band but they made a coaster it was a advertisement uh, productional coaster for red rocks and so i i gave them permission to use the logo for that and then they threw it on this plane and flew it around and so that's that's pretty cool really that, cool of them that is very cool that's awesome <laughs> <laughs> that is very but very yeah cool. the the list goes on and on from everything to glass and wood and people many many people have tattoos and it's it's just crazy uh how many different things that it, it became on it is it's absolutely incredible so how would somebody go about if they were making something and they wanted to to throw the logo on there and do it the right way how would they go about that yeah yeah absolutely um i'm all for anyone using it and stuff like that i just uh you know, just, just, just simply permission just to use, you know, I, I don't own the rights to the word umph loves. And I, I know some people think that I do or something and they'd be like, can I use that? I'm like, oh no, yeah, absolutely. I just like, you know, if you're going to use the little orange, the orange circle logo or oval logo. Uh, yeah, totally. Just, I usually just let, you know, people ask and I'm like, yeah, sure. Totally. Uh, give me one if you're going to sell them, you know, <laughs> For sure. um, but yeah, they uh, other people have done it in the past that that didn't ask, and I just I just kind of brush it off. It doesn't really bother me um, at this point. You know, it's like uh, they didn't know that it was me that created that, and and they weren't trying to hurt my feelings. So uh, right. I just I always look at the bright side of things. I don't try to be negative. That's a good way to be about it. You know that it's all about the community and and. The yeah, love, so. <laughs> uh, one of my one of my times at summer camp, um, this guy was going around selling stickers, and he had four different stickers. That was a Mo sticker, the Mo logo, the Disco Biscuit sticker, the the Visco logo, mm -hmm. Steal Your Face logo, and Umph Love. And like, at first I'm like, fuck, this dude's selling my sticker. And then I stood, stood back and thought about it. And I was like, for my logo to be on that board with those four different things, that's just amazing. Like for, 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 for people to think of umph love and what comes to mind is that little orange thing. Like, yeah, sell those. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. And um, I actually stood next to the guy at a, at a Mo show front row. And instead of just being, being an asshole about it, I uh, I just introduced myself as myself. I didn't mention anything about the stickers. And I hung out with the guy at the Mo Show. 
And then we walked all the way from the Mo Show to the Umphrey Show and like are now really good friends. And, you know, I, if, if I would have approached that situation with animosity, it probably wouldn't have ended as good as it, it did. And so now he asked permission before he prints the stickers. He's like, hey, is it cool if I make some of these for the summer? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, totally. And he's he sent me a care package here recently for the 10 year anniversary. It had a bunch of stickers and cool stuff in it. So um, all about the love in the community. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And, and and that's a great way to be about a lot of situations in life anyways. You know, if you come at it with a different perspective, it's probably turned out better than it could have. Oh, yeah. That's such an incredible yeah. story. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> this your, this whole thing is just so incredible that you're telling me. This is, is so great. Yeah. And so at a point, it got to where um they were way too many of the stickers around because i wasn't filtering on how much how many of them i was selling and i was just somebody order them i'd sell them you know and uh it actually became a nuisance and a few of the venues were complaining about stickers and i think there was an instance on jam cruise um to where they, they complained about it being stuck on jam cruise and um, instead of the band making me quit making them all together, uh, we compromised on changing them from paper to vinyl and making them less abundant. And that way they weren't, you know, gonna be any problems with it. So for about three, I would say maybe three or four years, I, I sold the vinyl stickers. And, um, it's, I mean, within two months of me stop making the paper stickers, somebody else was making them and they were on Etsy. Like, boom. <laughs> like, like they made me quit, but it never stopped them. Like, it just opened up other windows for other people to do it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I was in, I had a conversation with Bobby and Sam and Louie and we were all talking about it. And I was like, man, I was like, I know y'all wanted me not to do this, but it's still being done and it's being done by other people that didn't create it. And uh, they were like, well, I see, I see where you're coming from. So it's okay. You can make the paper stickers again, but just like, don't be as crazy with them. And, and so I, I compromised and told them that I would just do it through personal message, Facebook. And that way I have more of a personal relationship with the people that I sell them to. And I'm like, hey, you know, just don't be a dick. Like, be respectful. For sure. You got to respect these venues, too, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah, some we, place we like were, the Tabernacle. We were a little bit. Yeah, we were a little out of control with the Tabernacle one year. So <laughs> uh, I will admit. <laughs> a little excited. It happens. <laughs> it does yeah, happen. Yeah, well, and they let you get away with murder at that place. So, mm -hmm. uh, like, once you get in, like, it was just uh it was it was fun to watch though uh, but sorry if anyone had to peel those stickers off whoever the had to clean those up I, I apologize i have kids who have stuck stickers all over things so i understand how not fun that mm -hmm. is yeah they they're not easy to get off once they've once they've adhesed very well yeah yeah there's they stick really good <laughs> yeah. do you have any plans to design something else 
Um, always, absolutely. Yeah, uh, me and Sam Sutton have some pins, some unplugged pins that um, that were in the works. As long as we have a zipper pull um, that we have with the logo on it that connects to your zipper. Um, a couple of other things that I haven't even been announced yet. I might just go ahead and just drop it here while we're on on the thing. <laughs> but uh, we we have a Christmas ornament that we're gonna do. Nice. That's gonna be released on like Black Friday. I will take so, a couple uh, of those. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's a that's a, a thing that's that's new that's coming out. And um I don't know if you know or familiar familiar with Justin Willis and his mm-hmm. like steampunk stuff. Mm-hmm. Um we have a really big project with uh Umph Love Steampunk as well. Ooh. So no 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 that's the first time y'all are hearing that. Ooh. So uh yeah, big big time. They're already paid for, they're already in the works. So that drop Very. will be happening soon. Very yep. cool. Super exciting. Oh, I yeah. bet. <laughs> mm-hmm. So how did those projects come up? Um, well, me and Sam have been doing stuff for a while. I guess it's all backwards on this thing, but uh, these are all the pins that me and Sam have produced in the past. Wow. Not well, some of them. The Justin made that one and those two. Um, but then there's like a glass blown one someone did and a, oh, wow. a woodwork one that someone did. Um, but yeah, those are all, those are all the ones that me and Sam have done together. That's uh, incredible. Which is, yeah, a lot. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. That's very cool. That pink one over there on the side is very cool. Oh yeah. There's a couple, there's a, there's an Easter pink color and then there's a pink one with hearts in the, in the middle. Oh, that is so cool. Oh, I love that. Mm. Love that. I'll have to I'll have to look through my drawer and see if I can track down any of those left. Okay. <laughs> ah, ah! <I> still... <laughs> Sorry. No, nah, you're good. <laughs> Did it again. Technical right difficulties. <laughs> yeah, with these headphone wires. <laughs> yeah, mine is the same way. You're good. <clears throat> That's incredible. Yeah. I, so I'm not go ahead. Oh, so see, I'm not uh savvy enough to have those AirPods, you know. Yeah, me neither. I would probably lose it anyways. It would yep, be in like the dryer same. or something. <laughs> <laughs> so the Christmas ornament sounds very cool. I mean, how did that idea come up? Um, that was actually Sam's idea. Nice. Um, we, we've been brainstorming on some stuff. Actually, I believe that was Marlo's idea, his wife. Oh, so cool. I think, I think that's what he said. So, yeah. That's very cool. Um, I love that idea. Yeah, actually, um, what one year Barry Brown actually made an Umplove ornament um, for the Jake and Brennan Christmas show, mm-hmm. and it was like a special present for VIP guests or something or another. I don't even know how many of them were made, um, but hopefully, there's one around somewhere for me. <laughs> I'm sure that they'd there's, be able to check one out. They're supposed to be in the mix, but. Uh, it'll make its way to me one day. Yeah, I'm sure it will. (laughs) Mention was, um, that it was the 10, it was 10 year anniversary recently of, uh, me handing out the first sticker, which is pretty awesome, uh, to think that that's been going on for 10 years and 
there, uh, there's some other funny stories and stuff of people they are like newer fans that just don't even realize that it, it, it was a fan made thing. It was like, they, they think it just comes with the package. Like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's, it's really, it's awesome. I'm so glad that the community accepted that the way it did. And it's, it's just, it's great. Yeah, it is. Did you ever find, find out how Jake got that sticker? You know what? I haven't. Um, <laughs> mm, I'm not really sure who gave it to him the first. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I don't know if he would know at 10 years down the road if he would remember or not. <laughs> he might. I don't um, know. He no. remembers the most random stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I do not know who gave it to him. Uh, that's but, incredible. Yeah, that was. Yeah, and he actually has. Well, there was three different fonts of the sticker that that came out. That was like one, I changed companies one time, and then another time the company changed companies who they got them from, and it kind of slightly changed the font. And there's actually w one of each different kind of stickers on his guitars. So there's three different of the stickers on three of his guitars. That's uh, so cool. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't I didn't know that until recently when he did the little in studio performances that he was doing in COVID and he had all his guitars hanging up in his studio and I was like zoomed in. I was like, Oh wow, there's that one. There's like the timeline of them up there on the guitars. I was like, Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. Uh, I've I've been there a couple of times and I've never noticed that. So the next time I'm there, I'm gonna definitely Yeah pay attention to check that. out the font check out the font <laughs> that is so neat that just makes it even yeah. more incredible <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah that's so cool very cool well this was wonderful thank you so much yeah for you're very welcome time. i'm yeah i'm hoping that uh like i said i hope some new listeners will come your way because of this because uh Few few of my friends that are in the in the scene that I've told about are like, what what is it? I'm like, you don't know. <laughs> like, you need to know. So, uh, hopefully they'll they will be be listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that everyone's going to be excited to hear the backstory of the umph love. You know, if they don't know, oh, yeah. I, I didn't know. So I'm I'm excited Great. for others to hear about it. Awesome. All right. Well, well thank yeah. you. Well, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. This was <laughs> such a pleasure. A yeah. <laughs> yeah, glad to be a part of the Dropped Among This crowd. So. <laughs> well, thank you for your well, time. All right. Well, keep up, keep up your good, keep up the good work. Uh, thank you. I'm, I'm excited to see what you have in the future. So. Thank you. Lots of, lots of cool you're things welcome. in store for sure. So. Heck yeah. I'm always Sounds toiling great. and creating things over here. So <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, take care. All righty. I'll see you later. All right. Bye. So that's it for this week of the show. I want to say thank you again to Grady for hanging out with me. It was really a pleasure getting to meet you and chat with you. There are a ton of links in the show notes for anything referenced throughout this episode, including where you can check out past episodes, book your own conversation, and be a guest on the show, where you can find the brand new Dropped Among This Crowd Etsy store, 
subscribe to the just released Conduit e-magazine and a ton more. So check all of that out. Thank you again for joining me. I'll see you around these parts next week. Mad love.